want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, man. Oh, it's your uh, smoke alarm. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish we should probably do something about that since fucking, you know, just in case, you know, the house ever catches fire. <laughs> that would be helpful. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good morning, good day. I don't fucking know what time it is where you are. Um, or more, more importantly, I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this. Hello, I'm Max. What's up? That's the 50 reverends. The, uh, the Reverend Doctor Television. One million spooky funny names. Fingers. <laughs> One million spooky names fingers. And fi- yeah, a million spooky fingers that will diddle in, in, in many different places. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm glad y'all are here. Uh, this is, technically speaking, the, uh, the first official episode. The first four, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it while we were doing it. It was like a uh, experiment of sorts. Like, we wanted to, you know, kind of see what was going on. And uh, we got the blessing from uh, Juggalo News. And so here the fuck we are on uh, the Carnival Grounds, which, as it happens, according to uh, the homie Reverend Television, is a terrible name. So bad. I just, I, dude, I'm sorry. You know I love you like a brother, but I just, I disagree. And again, I disagree based on the fact that I wanted this to be something that is going to potentially be visible to people that are not just juggalos. Right. Because how many times I don't disagree? Because that was his uh, his uh, idea I'm so for the name. Because by the it's, way, it's, it's it's for juggalos, but it's not for juggalos. No, it's for okay. So first of all, it's for both. More so, what I mean yeah. is that I want to be able to broadcast it a little uh. bit more broadly. I got you. Might be, that might feel, that might have been redundant how I said that, but I just I feel like it's the kind of thing where how many times also when you think about it, you they have has, no idea what that means because they it, have no preference. Well, no, but what I was well, no, what I was saying was that was the idea that you would come up with, which you know we had discussed you know a few days before that. The reality of the situation, I'm going to let y'all know by the way, uh, the gathering is next week. I wanted to launch in time for the gathering. A lot of shit going on, and so. Um, the original name we were going to just default to was Hip Hop Zombies. Because that's something that, uh, I mean, that Derek First created. First said Hip Hop Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yes, no, you're right. That is what I said. Because had a cool flyer, and we did a couple shows. We're doing a mixtape with that at least at some point. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because, uh, and we had, I had a blast doing those shows. They were real good. You know, a lot of out fun. there with, uh... Uh, S-O-N, son. is it S-O-N or son? It is, well, so, it's say, S-O-N, which say means, it, it's, well, no, so technically. You say, I'm down with son, or am I down, I'm down with S-O-N? <laughs> you would say. And I'm not I, even being an S-O-N. No, no, I know. No, this see is, it on the internet. No, he's, uh, no, he's a real cool no, guy. No, I know, I've talked he with would, him uh, a couple times. He would he would think that's funny. No, yeah. th- and this is also what makes it funnier to me, is that S-O-N stands for something out of nothing. And I think that's real cool. But it's confusing because his name is S-O-N as an artist, but, like, everybody refers to him as Legion, which it's kind of like Legion is, like, the fans, and he's part of that, too. And one thing, by the way, that I will give him a lot of credit for, which I think that you would probably appreciate this, is, excuse me, he has such an emphasis on lore. Yeah, didn't he release that uh, album at the show that we played? Yes. 
Isaiah? It was, he released it, I think, the day after, and that was technically, he like would call that a release party, party in a sense. That's which, cool. Which, no, honestly, I'll tell you right now, that was really, first of all, that, that was, was him. Because that's like, a, that that's was like doing a moment, me, you know what I mean? That was him doing me a favor, too. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of people dropped off that show, and then... I remember him having talked to me about wanting to do shows, and this just happened to be right in his general area. Oh, yeah, you told him when we were putting everything together, and then I felt like the fucking fool of the century by when I mailed out the tickets, and they fucking got sent back, and... Yeah, now, you want to know what, though, man? I think that with underground shit, stuff like that is so fucking commonplace at a certain point that... It was still a great show. Oh, no, I thought it was a great time, and you want to know what? Was it heavily attended? No. However... There were people, and I'm sure you remember this, that drove fucking four hours and changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are and you kidding me? At that point, I don't give a fuck if y'all are the only two there. I'm going to leave it all on stage for y'all. And, four and a half hours, and they got kids. And, uh... That was Jen Clark, I'm pretty sure. Shout out, It's got to be S-O-N, because I was just going to say, son's audience. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, yeah, S-O-N, on, I think that we yeah, have landed on that. That's right. where that's supposed to be. So, uh, the, yo, that dude's uh, crew is very uh, passionate. And, oh yeah, uh, no, a thousand percent. You know, interesting cool. story. And uh, forgive me, uh, forgive me, bro, if I'm incorrect here. I think some of that crew may have morphed a little bit. I don't know if it's all the same people. Which he's actually part of. Uh... Oh wow, look at that. Yeah, we we won't go too deeply into that just now. That's uh, that'll be public before long, and then I'll talk on it. But not now. In any case, um, yeah, he is very very lore oriented like the album that the, like now that he's uh officially announced on long live evil the album that he's going to be doing i can't remember what it was called but it was like that the nine somethings that there's going to be either nine albums or nine something that has a lot to do with that and i can also tell you um dude is very uh psychedelic like he, he's very I know he was trying to get me to do DMT at the gathering last year and I was like yeah that sounds no like idea. Logan I was like you have no idea what, like the hell we've just seen and uh trying to maintain oh yeah no really regular oh, consciousness yeah. oh my right god now. having a psychedelic experience at last year's <laughs> gathering fuck you I would have just 2008 what's was it ba- called what's it called when you do the Japanese suicide with the sword cause I would have <laughs> grabbed the sword so, yeah no just yeah Harakiri just fucking <laughs> uh, 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 to right the side. there in classroom right up top. I would have fucking done it. Done. Out of my well, you, well, I mean, we did have the sword and not the cord, so. As, bro, I swear to God, that there is like, there's like a 25% chance that those are going to be my last words on earth. If I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to say, I got the sword, but not the cord. And if you're not around, nobody's going to fucking know what I'm talking about. Oh my lord! I, no, listen, bro. I I think that it, it is funny, by the way, because when I, you know, because listening to ICP, you know, I, we listen to these albums, uh, or I listen to them uh, today to uh, prepare. Yeah, I listen um, to Terror Wheel and Beverly Kills. Uh, Tunnel um, Love is in my blood. It was the first ICP tape I ever bought, actually. I, I honestly, Tunnel of Love is again heavily in my blood. Terror yeah. Wheel is pretty deep in there too. But I realize that's reason. the least. That, that's the one I've listened to the least out of all of them. Go figure. Yeah, I've listened to Amy's in the Attic a lot as a track <coughs> because Bro. it was one of those songs that I had like on a burnt CD or oh, whatever. Okay. I was, I you know what I, mean? I thought you were just gonna say it was just one and of those it's, songs. And it's so yo it's. <sighs> 
And you know, I don't know if you're a big Jump Steady fan. I I really I, actually honestly, like Jump Steady. I'm a really shit. big Jump Steady fan, but I would be lying if I said that I have his songs. Well, he did it on uh, on Master of the, the Flying Guillotine. He did a sequel to Amy's in the Attic oh, called. Fuck Amy's off! Ghost. If somebody told me that, it's I would. It's called Amy's Ghost. And See, this is not for nothing because I am a Juggalo and I love Juggalos, but this is why Juggalos ain't shit because nobody ever fucking told me that. And. I would have well, because again, everybody, no one ever fucking well, other than time, you maybe. When nobody that, ever pushed Jump Steady's albums. Well, I, dude, I'm pretty. I listen I'm pretty to nerdy, dude. Like, uh, ner- like that's ner- fair, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you are too, though. But like, no, you're right. At but that time, I guess in a different way. And you're a few years older than me, so when that album came out, you were not really in. <laughs> Jump steady album mode, probably. Yeah, you know when, what? It's sad. You know, and uh, I think back, when man. When did that album come out? Probably like 2005 <coughs> or four or something. Well, so that's the funny thing, man, because I'm thinking one of the songs that came out within that time frame was uh, short stories, ghost stories, true stories. Whatever one was on Psychopathic from Outer Space 2. Oh, yeah. That's Which, nasty, that song yeah. is fucking amazing. And yeah, and, and I totally believe that that was a true experience. So like that's what's so crazy. I was listening to uh, also before <coughs> work. I have this uh, fucking um, second deck playlist mix, and I was listening to one of the Bang Power Boom Nuclear Extra Track Supernatural. You know that song? <sighs> Supernatural. I, I it's been such a long and, time. In, in any case, it just it's you know just talking about being supernatural and stuff, and. You know, at the cost of hearing the dead, you know, in your head. And uh, it just makes me think about, like, how in tune those guys really are with their third eye. It's pretty amazing. You know, it's funny you would say that because I actually, it made me remember something today. Or I remembered this today for whatever reason. um, In Behind the Paint, where they had the kid, this kid that was always a bully ghost riding a bike came over yeah and, and then they then, saw it when they saw god yeah and yeah. then it went then they were, they were just like oh he didn't see it like because he just fucking doesn't and it's it's one of those crazy things where just it's like you're i think i think the way you said it honestly is probably the best way is that the probably their third eye really is that whatever it is is that some people they are very strong, into good yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, a thousand and, and those uh like the the, like all the pick of forest shit with yeah. the uh the, the top of the uh the fire hydrant and all that shit and having the ability and i you know and especially psychedelic shit the more studies they do to it like uh there was a lady on joe rogan just the other day that's been doing psychedelic research for decades and talking about like had like having a telepathic bond with something there's a, they've actually done studies on shot boyle used to talk about this all the time the uh the morphic bond where like your dog knows you're coming home but nothing is indicating that you would be coming home they just know somehow like that's just real it's so real oh, yeah. dude that's why that's why icp is so great because oh, yeah. in like a very childish way they point out these things bro i you know and- i actually realized something i listened to killer mike's new album Again, he was on Joe Rogan, and apparently Joe Rogan's dick is just all the way down my throat right yeah, now. But, but yeah, you sound like my brother when he discovered him, too. It sucks, because it's like... It's not, it doesn't suck. He's a good, great... I'm not... Well, the reason why he's number one in the world. Well, fair know. enough. But so, no, um, there was somebody who was on... No, Killer Mike was on just recently, and so I've always loved Killer Mike in the sense that the first time I ever heard him was on uh, Never Scared with Bone Crusher and T.I., and which is cool because him and T.I. are still tight but he was always making super dope shit but he never really hit on his own 
to run the jewels. Well, no, and it's actually funny because run the jewels only has however many hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners, and Killer Mike has like three million right now. Well, yeah, because he's has a, a long ass career, and then like. But that's kind of what I'm saying is that he even I just saw I just saw something online where Mike was talking about this where Kendrick Lamar said, <laughs> you know, critics all be saying they miss when rappers was rapping. If that shit was true, Killer Mike would be platinum. Yeah. And that's a frankly fact. But, bro, the new album, Michael, is so fucking good. And it's the way that he talks about things, I'll never under, I'll never be able to relate to a lot of it because I didn't grow up poor and I didn't grow up black. So there's a lot of nuance to some of these things that maybe I wouldn't understand, but the things that I did, like super super heavy shit and he very much so because i don't know i only know a handful of his solo songs like the ill like the reagan song and like the little hits that he's had you know through from the early 2000s whatever on and then obviously run the jewels every every single album but wow. uh he always wears his heart on his sleeve and say, it, it Absolutely. says again i love anybody who can say profound shit in a simple way and he's very so, much, oh, very no. much good Bro, at that. You know? then, like, oh, that you need to listen to this album. I started to listen to it. It's just that I fucking, I do it on my way to work, and then I, like, need to switch gears to get ready, because I fucking I can do retail, so right. I get No, talk. not fair. Yeah, front-facing, man. I have to get into, like, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, hard yeah. for me oh, to a get. Thousand I have to even listen to podcasts certain times, because I also tried to listen to the, I love Killer Mike, just as, uh. like, just his viewpoint and the way he thinks and oh, speaks yeah. and things like that, so, like... I hope he's a politician. Out of all the fucking, you want to know all the people that I think that he's actually even becomes fucking politician. He's actually like, better than a politician because he's in the room with politicians, but he's not a politician. That's, yeah, and politicians then, are bound by a lot of different regulations. No, you're right. Yeah. So. No, that's true. But uh, yeah, whatever. The, I can't remember what I was gonna say about Killer Mike. But in any case, yeah, very. I and no, the, the 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 segue. Oh, the, uh, oh no, go ahead, please. No, I was just gonna say I listened to the. Uh, the Rogan yeah. podcast a little bit and everything. Hog farms. So, That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get the community together and find the hog I'm farm. hyper-local. Yeah. I appreciate that shit. And, and, I like that idea. And then he uh, he said something that I've been trying to do and I even think about it whenever I like rap with you and shit like getting around like better people that's how you get better oh with a thousand craft, percent. you, you know, don't get better like, around people that aren't no yeah you gotta especially be especially with like the film shit you know like that's like oh yeah so major we like, will start by the way we don't have to go into it yet but as that goes on uh the listeners might be very interested no yeah but that's down the road if, no absolutely know. no i know which that's why i didn't give any kind of uh determinant factors so nobody knows exactly what i'm talking about but, uh, but yeah. just to swing to swing this back to what the point that I was making here, because I realized this while listening to this album, was that one of the things about ICP, when you really break it down and you listen to a lot of the shit that they're saying, they were tr- like, you're talking about super, super serious shit, but in this like cartoonish, crazy way where you don't even really know that that's what they're saying, but... The kind of, and, you know, as we go through it, I, you know, certain lines are going to come up that are going to make me think of it. That makes me think of the half of Smog, the second half of Smog, because that was the other song that I would ruminate on when I was younger, um, when I listened to uh, Terror Wheel, Amy's in the Attic, and then the Smog. Not necessarily the first half, but the thoughts in my head. 
That shit oh, is no. profound. Bro, no, dude. listen, dude. I love that whole that, that whole so, thing yeah. where he was. Uh, what was the one? I'm trying to. There's so but many the good things. That, drop and the town is red. Yo, every single line that he says is like. He would, I'm trying to remember what was the first shit. one. It was like, like something like he, he like who killed himself before man, he killed yeah, anybody else. Is that good? Yeah. He, go, he, go, he goes. A man who was good? gonna. A man who was gonna and kill people, somebody instead killed himself. Is that good? And people wonder why. Like I really, I'm not kidding about this at all. And I've never done this. I probably should at some point, but. That's the song, as far as I'm concerned, that was made to be listened to on, like, acid. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many... You have to listen to it multiple times because psychologically, the thoughts in my head of a clown is over over the whole thing, and then lower, intentionally, is all this just... Just stream of consciousness. Yeah, it's insane. And just... Very brilliant and very psychedelic. And the thing about psychedelic is it doesn't even when it comes to music, it doesn't necessarily have to mean drugs. It just means oh, it's just agreed. navigating the psyche in such a You can get to psychedelic states without drugs. And I found music is one of the one of the best ways to do it know, actually. Exactly. It's like meditation. And I used to get into meditative all jugglers <coughs> when you're younger, like in particular, into like these trances while listening to it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that was very intentional because it's re- it's repetition thoughts in my head. Oh yeah, no, and not to mention even like, just that. But so many of the like the, the the so many of the songs have like patterns that you that you follow, and there's so much like that's one of the great things about music in general. But uh, by the way, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be in the it was in the episode description, so you already knew. But what we're discussing today is the uh, the EPs of the Six Jokers cards, which were Beverly Kills, Terror Wheel, and Tunnel of Love. Um, we've been talking about wanting to do this for a while, and I'm glad that we're doing it because I really, in listening to these albums, dude, they're so, all three of them are so fucking good. And oh, I, yeah. frankly, am disappointed in myself for not having listened to Beverly Kills more often, mainly because a couple of my favorite songs were on there. 17 Dead is an awesome track. Oh, it's incredible. You know what I'm saying? And just like, and not to mention, I, for my entire life, every time I woke up, took a piss, and farted, I thought of it. Ah. And, that's, and that's a pretty awesome correlation. Yeah. So that was always fun. But all of those albums all had such... It's, I actually realized something today. Because it's... And it's funny having grown up in that, but now that we live in this world where things are the way that they are, I... It's... Uh, all those EPs, all the Forgotten Freshness tracks, all the... the everything... They, they had to actually... They, they couldn't just make the songs and then just toss them online. They, the reason why these albums were so important is because they were actual albums. You had to actually go through the trouble of doing all the same shit with just less songs. Yeah. And I don't know that a ton of people were doing that back then, but they obviously knew that the more that we put out and the more that we give people to... I don't know if attached to is necessarily the right word in that case, but just... It was, and not to mention, I loved the um, the photo shoots they had done for the uh, the Terror Wheel. Oh, they had yeah, the, uh, uh, the they had the fucking tickets. Yeah. They got printed at Kinko's because now I'm having that visual memory of reading the book. The fingerless gloves that Jay is still wearing today. I wonder if they're the exact same but ones. I hope that pr- probably not. I would. You never know. That sounds like some shit. No. He wears those fingerless gloves. So my dad used to wear those kind of gloves too. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, uh, what is that? When, that's 
Oh man, that's Whenever you I to saw welcome. him on that dating thing that he's doing now, whatever, and he had the gloves. I was oh like, my lord! Yeah, that no, dude. that was <laughs> that whole thing was very interesting to watch, just because it's all very matter of fact. Yeah. And it's like. I loved the surreal life and all. Oh, like, surreal! All, Are you kidding me? I love the surreal life. Surreal life. Vanilla Ice love. was on their Rock and Ringmaster Yo, shirt. Incredible! Like that era of reality trash television oh, yeah. is my shit. Mm. So if we can slide ICP in now, then I which I'm, we did I'm, in a way. Yeah, I, we're already there. But no, know, but bro, like, I never somehow I never noticed this. But while I was listening to, uh, I think it was when uh, Tunnel of Love finished. It went on to dog beats. And I never noticed this line before. Because I've listened to the song. But maybe it just never hit me the same way. He was like, We know I'm going to be famous. Just think for a minute. Went to go and steal a car and my tape was, was in it. it. Yeah. That's fucking... That is so fucking dope it's not even funny. Uh-huh. Especially considering he's famous as fuck now. Yeah. Like, that literally is just... <laughs> Juggalo shit is on a whole other level. It's such a shame that nobody, like, other than us seems to get it, but I don't know, man. I, like, especially Terror Wheel, when you think about it, that was 1995. Yeah. Whose pussy is this bitch? Whose pussy? Like, a fucking demon in the fucking, in in the bowels of hell, strapping people to a fucking carnival ride. (laughs) Like... Good old Willoughby Rags. Uh, Willoughby Rags was, and I. One of the things that I love about Juggalo culture is that everything that gets brought up once is there forever. Yeah, they brought him back for an eve. For oh no no no, that's yes, a that couple is true. times, but but, he, he, but it's it's terrible. It's well, it's tricky though, just because that high pitched voice. It, Willoughby Rags is the one thing because that was Shaggy doing it, but then they do the same voice with Jay, but I don't know if his has a name. No, they. It's only when it's Shaggy with the high pitched voice. That's yeah, Willie so. Will Rags. Because uh, Jay's definitely done. The oh, and by the fact, way, but since everybody's been listening here, I just want to kind of throw this on record because I know I said earlier that like maybe it was possible that further in they had, it, like it was at the end of the Ringmaster era that they had created the uh, Joker's card lore. Like they, I think I'm probably wrong about that. Because having listened to everything and hearing where they do reference these things, I think that I'm just kind of letting my imagination take it a little bit and thinking, oh, what do we know and not know? But I I think I said this last time, I haven't read Behind the Paint in a real long time, and I actually, I have a YouTube Red subscription now, so I can listen to YouTube things and, you know, like, turn my phone off and it'll, I'll still hear the audio. Yeah. So I actually can listen to uh, Beyond the Paint at my uh, at work now, so I am going to do that again, but... I like I just wanted to point that out because I don't want to seem fucking disingenuous about the information like I I give what I think is the best version of the information but if it turns out that I'm incorrect I have no problem you know like pointing out that I was wrong in any case um dude like I said before I'm disappointed in myself that I never really listened to Beverly Hills like that because so many of the songs on not only are so many of the songs on there so good but the beats are fucking crazy dog. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, for that time period, and not even just so much that, because even for that, like, 
that time, I think the beats were particularly good, but that is one thing that can be said about ICP for sure. And I don't know if this is just Jay, if it's a more collaborative effort, or if it's like, it varies, but their beat selections, fucking, ah, like. You like the, especially the early era. Well, with Mikey the, Clark, yeah, obviously. They, they were Maybe like, Mike helped give him a good ear. You know yeah, I mean? I, I, it's a, such a symbiotic relationship that, you know, Mikey Clock is definitely the third member of ICP for, oh, yeah. for, well, in many ways, you know. For all like, intents and purposes, he's like the twelfth man at the football game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean he, realistically, he would have been like the fourth or fifth man in the lineup. Well, no, he, I mean, come on, no, technically speaking, and John Kick Jazz. All then he's he's at, at the end at number five. Well, I guess. But by the time enough, you enter Beverly Kills, I'm sure that the conversations they were having, because like then. After that, they're going into fucking the next album. And, like, when they made Ringmaster, that was all at the Funhouse. I don't think Beverly Kills was entirely recorded. At oh, the that's Funhouse. interesting. I, I'm that, not that, sure. No, fair enough. I uh, that made I haven't had so. the CDs of this shit, and I've lost, like, everything. No, you know I know what I mean? you mean, man. It's um, like, I have but you can bought also, and rebought so many of these things so many times. That's why I just, you know, it's all online now, so. But, anyways, the. Uh, it's it it sounds too just like how it's like it is all one track but it's it's different than you know like ringmaster on you know what i mean it's the first the album that sounds like one cohesive kind of carnival vision i'm talking yeah about, no yeah i know, I know, I know we did kills yeah well and you want to know what i think that beverly kills was also because i gotta tell you man they really, lyrically, the fact that they were spitting like that back in fucking, you know, 93, 94, 95, is, again, I really find that impressive. For the fact that they were rapping in a way that just, like, they had multis, they were fucking super on beat, and they just had this, like, it, it really feels like it was ahead of its time. It was crazy ahead of its time. And how the stories, dude, because oh, they, yeah. Beverly Kills is with, like, the, every song became so visual. Not like they weren't visual oh, yeah. on Carnival Carnage, but like right from the beginning, guess who's coming to your big town? Like it just strikes such a fucking visual. And then you're in the high school killing. And uh, oh yeah, no, that was good. I listened to Beverly Kills a lot when I was in driving school in high school because you used to take it after. You have to wait till after school. A little bit and then it was at the high school so I would get high and walk around the high school listening to Beverly Kills imagining killing all the uh, you know the rich preppy kids you know what I mean because that's what I feel like a lot spoke to a lot oh of, yeah back uh, kids, especially you know? back then that all culture the was so much oh. yeah all the suburban kids they might not have been able to relate to the gangster shit as soon as they heard Beverly Kills and they're talking about killing all the Richies and all that, like you could still you could get that you could even be in that that class but not be part of that class. So then right. you you know it was just a you know an underlying hatred that was being fucking expressed there. So I would I would play Beverly Kills on repeat. And then at the end of this reprieve, you know, choke your mind, you know, so fucking, talk about psychedelic too. See, that was a song that, because I remember the way that you were talking about it, and I did really, 
I, it was, I, the, the narrative, I suppose, if you want to call it that, was a little bit harder to follow, but it really is a very, like, psychedelic and sporadic song. Dude, you know what I mean? No, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like, it was very, you know, it is, it's very cerebral. Yes. So. And then he dies in the end, and it's fucking nasty. I gotta tell you one thing that I notice about a lot of songs that ICP has done, and I appreciate that they've done this, is that a lot of the times the bad guy dies. Yeah, they not try. always because the bad guy does get away a lot, but they try to have a. They've always tried to impart some morality. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that it's always been this emphasis of like, and this is what I was trying to say earlier, like trying to show people a world that they don't want to admit exists. Like the idea that. ICP really is what they're talking about in so much of their shit is a gritty grim reality and I think that one of the really important parts about that is that Jay came from a world where he they were struggling no doubt they didn't have a lot of money it was a really difficult thing however Joe himself Joe and Joe you know Joe and Rob I and uh, their sister I think Ruby's her name or no, I Ruby is. I, I can't remember her name. I know Ruby is his daughter's name, at the least, but um, they do. They did have a sister, if I recall correctly. They definitely, definitely. Well, and so this sister, is my yeah. point: is that they grew up like struggling for sure, but they didn't grow up in abject poverty. But Detroit was super fucked up by the '90s, like apocalyptically fucked up. And he was able to, like, when I lived in Jersey City, I was able to go to New York City, a buck seventy-five into the city. Where they were living, I I can't remember if where they were living was actually within the Detroit city limits when they were growing up, but he spent a lot of time in the city. And he was able to have this perspective of, like, seeing the world the way it's, like, presented, like, how it's supposed to be. And then the people, like, when you're living that deep in the gutter of it, I don't think that those people even actually know what the rest of the world looks like, in a lot of cases. Because you can, if one thing can be said about the hood, it's that a lot of people never make it out of it. No, like, a lot of people don't. It's culture shock, yeah, too. When that's they, what I mean. You know, yeah. And so that's what I'm saying, is that ICP, I really do feel like, in a lot of ways, was this amalgamation of, like, this person coming from struggle, but still like like generally speaking you know like the lights are kept on mom has a job it's not like you know mom's not hooking mom's not shooting dope like and that's not to say that those things don't happen in you know the higher rungs of society but it's obviously much more prevalent in you know like the inner city and shit right which and so much of the fucking the the mythos and ethos of ICP is about the inner city. I mean, the fact that they were inner city posse to begin with, like, to come from that world, and I can only say this in my own experience, and I think that, you, like, again, I, I wouldn't say that you grew up in abject poverty either, would you? No, no. So, and, but that's what I'm saying, is that when you're still able to see it, because I, at the very least for me, through being, at least through being a juggalo, but then also through making music, which was how I hung with a lot of the fucking uh, people that I hung with in high school, which, you know, good amount of them ended up being gang members but just knowing that this other world is out there that like these, these people are going through this shit in a fucking system that is designed for them to fail that is made for them to be fucking it's a meat grinder 
You just, just throw them in and fucking, they, they'll make however much money that they can. We'll tax all of it. They'll never be able to fucking make it out of their neighborhood. And we'll also probably make a ton of money on them through all the fucking medicine that they're going to need because they're gonna, their health is going to be terrible. thousand percent. Like, it's crazy to me that ICP is looked at like this, oh, these guys are just ignorant fucking moron, like, you know, like, oh, they're just, you know, killing people and doing goofy shit. And nobody ever takes the time to be like, wait, what exactly are they saying? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think Prom Queen was like, I really, like, it's such a well-executed song, but the idea of just being so completely, like, I'd rather die. Yeah. Like, that was the way, then just, they're, they're, oh my God, like, that song it's is a such a, like, song. no, I know, and it's, I love that ICP used these albums to really, like, continue to explore the, the wicked shit, more or less, because you don't want to call it horrorcore, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, conflate ICP and horrorcore, but ICP does wicked shit, it's a different thing. But one way or another, I think that the fucking, I'm trying to think of the other songs, like Out is a good example. Like when you really think about it, talking about like just fucking, oh, what is that? Uh, uh, industrial toxic waste and, and chemicals. chemicals. They yeah, have strange effects on the animals. animals. <laughs> like Same album when he's doing, during the thoughts thing, talking about the lady getting a disease from the air you breathe. Yeah, we breathe. It's fucked up. It's fucked what was up. The, I'm trying to remember what was the what was the thing that they repeated at the end of that song. There was something that I in one of those skits where when was, the uh, bombs drop and the town is red. Which which what are you talking about? I may I think it's on Beverly Kills, but there's one of these songs where he the, they he repeats the same thing over and over at the end of the song. I just can't remember exactly what it was, but. It's kind of like what you were saying, where it does kind of become like this mantra, like, and the the fact that chanting was always such a big part of yeah. Juggalo music, oh, I think yeah. that it's it's crazy that it has, again to this day, maintained that potency of like when you're gonna, I'm yeah, I'm gonna fucking see it next week. Like, it's really some occult shit uh, at its at its core. Oh, because sure. I've thought about it, and I'll probably make a post about it, like I usually do, about how strong the urge is in so many people. All of a sudden, every summer around the same time, for 25 years almost now, and yeah. that's fucking crazy. It's like you we're being called I mean? like, back. It's it, like, and you can just hawken it to like basic capitalism. But it's beyond that, because there's been bigger money behind better festivals that have failed. Oh, yeah. It's not just the money, it's something else. It's about and people you, that want to been, be able to come together all in the same place. But, this, like, but also an X factor that is what the gathering is. Well, no, You know what fair. I'm saying? Oh, no, absolutely. Like, Saturnalia, bro. It. Yeah, it's... And, uh, really interesting and I'm so glad and feel blessed to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I feel like talking about Tunnel Love, Tunnel Love is the one that is kind of absent uh, of a political commentary. Uh, you know, really, I'm not you know. sure if I agree with that. And when you say absent, I could agree that it is not they don't really, as prevalent. No. But when I get out, 
does have a little bit of that. No, yeah. When I get out, I feel like it's more or less like I'm coming home pot, too. You know what I mean? Like, in, in a lot well, of ways. Well, I don't know about that. I'm coming home. Listen, let me tell you something. It's funny you would say that because I know that that was the general idea of it, but I never really conflated um, I'm coming home to leaving jail necessarily. But I just, that song is such a fucking... Some of, the, some of the best show endings have oh, been I'm coming, I'm coming home. home. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Such a great song. That one and then Murder Go Round is a special Murder one. Murder Go Round is a good one. I, that, I I was seeing that they did uh, Murder Go Round at the uh, New Orleans Juggalo Day. Bro, let me fucking tell you about New Orleans. I wish that I had, like, it's one of the few regrets that I have in my life is that I did not go to Juggalo Day in New Orleans. Because, bro, New Orleans is the gathering. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, I was... I'm not even going to go into the uh, the uh, the actual... I, I You know, I don't want to incriminate myself necessarily. But I had a... Uh, I had a tank of goo. And fucking but here's the thing because they have them at you know the head shops around there they have the bigger ones not just the uh the, the smaller you know chargers but bro standing in front of the bar insanity on all sides of me walking back and forth and i'm just here and they're just watching shit having ridiculous thoughts in my head and just laughing like a madman and the music is so loud, no one's even looking at me. Nobody can see me. There's, it's like, and I realized it in this moment of just like, it's the, it's energy. In a place like that, like there are these places where people are just fucking drawn to being there. New Orleans is a different fucking planet. I'm not kidding. Like at all hours of the day, people will be fucking going off. <laughs> Like, let me tell you something. So I was waiting in front of a bar, having had a couple of uh, hand grenades. You know the, uh, you know the way. Basically, caribou loot just frozen. But in any case, I'm standing around across from this place called Fat Cats, and I'm talking to my sister because I'm out there for my cousin's wedding. And fucking, I'm standing there waiting, and then. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, pop, 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 pop. And I turn over, and three dudes are fucking running away. And then I look over, maybe five or six people start to kind of meander this way because they happen to be there and hear the shots. Bourbon Street don't even slow down. Everybody just keeps it moving. Nobody, like literally, cops show up, this and that. Within an hour and a half, everything is gone back to normal. It's like nothing fucking happened. And tell me that's not like. It's a little bit of advanced from the gathering, but this is one of these kinds of things where the reason why Juggalo shit is so crazy to some people is because some people don't know, like, how the hood gets down. They haven't actually been around hood shit. And when the hood comes out, it's fucking, it can get wild. Yeah. And the gathering is definitely like, bro, I could only imagine. Um, it's also the hood and the hillbillies. Yeah, oh yeah. Colliding. Oh yeah. Absolutely Holy shit. Colliding. You know one of the weird things about New Orleans though is that New Orleans is this place that fucking 
has this other weird half of ultra culture. Like super, super high class, like aristocratic type shit. Uh, it's super weird. Like, there's this restaurant called Galatoire's. It's got a 33 on the outside of it. Super high end. It's basically like if you're not dressed properly, don't fucking come in here. If you're not a Mason, then fucking. I mean, with the 33, uh, you would imagine I something. Going I knew what you were. No, not even. I listen. 33 is my number. That's what my fucking birthday adds up to. Yeah, because you're a dirty Mason. We all know it. Goddamn Jews! Ah! Fucking taking over the fucking planet with their gold and their. When do I get to be in the club? I, when do I get to be in the fucking <laughs> club? Are you kidding me? I've been Jewish for 37 fucking years. I haven't. Hasn't helped me. <laughs> Especially, I gotta tell you. It's a fun thing because Jews are already in the 1%, but I'm a Jew that's a fucking juggalo. What? And the weird thing is I'm not even the only one. I have met a couple others. Uh, there was Jewish Ian. Uh, uh, Jugalo? The Jugalo. Yes, indeed. <laughs> is that the podcast name? Uh, no, I don't think uh, the Jew. Well, but what are you going to be, though? See, that's the problem. In the goy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like a little the, one, like like the boy, like. Oh my god! No, no, no! Jugalo and the go- and boy, uh, the goy and boy. the goy boy, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, no, this is very Tunnel of Love esque. <laughs> yeah, remember when Jay talked about the goy? Hey, on... well, you want to know what? I will say, I think that <laughs> they've never, uh, they've never disparaged the Jews, so that's helpful. I don't think, yo, I love those motherfuckers to death with their 8th grade drop, dropouts, and I don't think they grew up around any Jewish people, really. Well, you know yeah, but I mean? even, like, but here's the thing, though. With that... I don't think they just know. I just don't think they know. I could be wrong about this, but the fact that Shaggy is Native American, Native Americans are culturally in tune with the idea of genocide, mm-hmm. and so Jews are one of the only other uh, peoples that have ever been quite as, like, targeted... Because Native Americans, they basically came over here and were like, yep, yeah, we're fucking taking all of it, sorry. <laughs> and here's the actually, I gotta tell you, it's a funny thing. I've been finding this out, that there was a lot of intentional horrible shit, but there was also a lot of, we just brought diseases that inherently they wouldn't have been able to fight. Yeah. So it's one of those things Combination where, of both. Yeah, no, for you sure. know. But, but I've also heard propaganda trying yeah. to justify, you know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. One saying that, See, you, that's you know. the problem, is that fucking acting like that white people did not come over here and skull fuck the uh, Native American people is just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would imagine that based on the fact that even, again, like, you know, Ringmaster and Riddlebox and shit, when you really think about it, at that age... They really, like, they were a little bit advanced in the idea of recognizing the world for what it is, you know what I mean? Like, do they rather learn about some redneck bass that owns a couple slaves, but I guess it doesn't matter. No, they were right on time with, like, the 90s sentiment. That was the Oh, was that? That was, I I always assumed that that was, maybe it was just because that was when I found it was, like, the zeitgeist era, you know what I mean? No, no, I feel you, but, like, when you... If you go back and you look at, like, movies and stuff being made, a lot of it was questioning, you know, America in general. Maybe not as deep as, like, you know... I don't know. I feel like ICP came out, like... In in cultural studies, I hope, and they probably won't be. Fucking asshole McAfee, I'm glad you died in a fucking Mexican prison. 
Where do we stop? Uh, it was right in the middle of what you were saying. If you can just repeat the thought entirely. I can't even remember what we were just talking about. Uh, you yeah. motherfucker, John McAfee. Bring it back. I bet you didn't get fucking. I, I bet you didn't kill yourself. You son of a bitch. Hold on. A Bringing it back. So basically, I feel like, uh, you know, to use zeitgeist again, I feel like ICP was in the cultural zeitgeist of the early 90s, questioning all fucking American institutions, you know what I mean? Quentin Tarantino, ICP, Kevin Smith, like fucking all dissenting voices in their own way. But ICP, obviously, the most extreme, you know? No, true indeed. It was... uh... I, and it's funny because I it, it New Jack City was right around then too, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, there was a lot of shit. All they just that's had actually. That, um, that's they, interesting that I never put that together in that had, way. Like, dude, that's why. Like, you know, I'm obsessed with just we're both. We're all everyone listening. I imagine is obsessed with this group. And what I've noticed is like the whole time they've effortlessly, and it's very much a hip hop thing, which is why people are acknowledging them in the culture like how relevant they stay without like really forcing it or you know it's like and they don't not promote just at all not just because because what they do promotes itself oh, yeah with like word of mouth and because the the musical st- it, it's not only like the musical styles but then like what they're saying in the music too oh, yeah. you know what i mean like oh, it it, it just somehow just keeps on staying relevant, and then the, they know exactly which artists intuitively. They don't have these management teams like they have a little bit of management, but like they know what artists to like collab and like be perpendicular to to fucking. Well, I mean, still, to be you know fair, I, mean? I think that Jay is pretty socially involved. He is, yeah. I he's know, also he's also other, much more front facing right now. Other artists though, they have they have management teams that have to try to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, that have to, you know, direct, like, oh, you need to be networking with these people. Where they have the foresight for talent, they might not, you know, you find out years later, they might not pay everybody the best, but, like, they will book, like, and have, like, an eye for talent. Oh, yeah, no, I... have a proven track record of, like, you know, Tech Nine, Jelly Roll, fucking how many people, you know? I'm pretty sure I've told you this story at the very least, and I may have said it on a podcast at some point, but... When I got flown out to Michigan, one of the things that Jay had told me was, there's this book that you could buy back then, and it was something that they did to be able to send their shit to everybody, which was like a phone book size thing of record stores, every record store in the country. It was like a registry that you could buy so that you could have an edge. And then this is in 2004 he said this. I bought it this year. It was this big. And he held it like it was a pamphlet, basically. Or like a much, much smaller book. And so, yeah, he had, they have always known how to stay on the bleeding edge of relevance with just like... And I gotta tell you, I've heard this said a little bit, and I feel a little bit of this in myself, maybe you do too. I like... I'm older and wiser and I like all that, but... I still feel like the same person I was when I was a kid. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like being able to hold on to who you were as a child and, like, the way you felt about things when you were a kid. I think that that helps you to, like, kind of weed out, like, energy. Because I think kids are drawn more to energy than actual information. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, 
when you keep a little bit of that, because you can't just be that person. And I know that some people, you know, deal with like age regression and whatnot. That's a different thing. But well, it's interesting you say that because one of the main tenants is the butterfly, which is a childhood promise. You know. Yeah, man. Like, to not forget. I haven't innocence. seen. I don't get the hard copy CDs anymore. I listen to everything online, so I haven't seen if they dedicated the second deck to the butterfly. I have to imagine they did. Yeah, I would imagine so too. It's hard, man, because uh, like I, the um, oh, man, it's easier for me to. I can't be carrying around a CD player. Yum Yum was the first album I did not buy the hard copy of. Which is crazy because fucking that's the album fucking uh, Tierra gets shouted out. That's crazy. Which, yeah, no, I can't wait to, uh, this is gonna come out after the gathering, so, um, I can't wait to fucking perform with him, bro. That's awesome. Oh, man, no, and cause you wanna know what, Tierra's somebody who, and you've yeah, played yeah. shows with him, so I know you know what I'm talking about, he's really dynamic on stage. Like, oh, he puts very, so much into his oh, set, like, man. very choreographed, yeah. and very, I've taken, like, four stunners from the man at this point. Yeah. Like... He really is. There's a reason why he's where he's at. Oh, for sure. It's not like. Oh, a thousand. No, dude. I said this to him when I was at his house. Is like, I look forward to when you get famous because it's gonna happen. Like, there's no way it's not. Yeah, it's just written. Well, because I was at his house, and it's not even so much as that because I do believe there is that, but I also believe this motherfucker works for it. Well, like this is what he's somebody who has the presence of mind to keep all of the. I like. I envy this. He has fucking little pieces and trinkets and pictures and different things of all the shit that he's done. Like, like so much different shit that chronicles where he's been and the things that he's achieved. Like, that fucking, the Indiana's of Sanity, that's the one that I have. You know what I'm saying? This is all the, that's everything right there. Yeah, man, I've given away almost all my shit, too. Or had to sell it in hard times, and, you know, I get that. Yeah. Now you want to know what, man? I actually remember having the uh, the Tunnel of Love and Ra- and uh, Terror Wheel CDs. Uh, I had the, the tape. Longest, man. Tunnel of Love tape was the first ICP. Tape Maybe I did bought. have that because I remember specifically having the uh, listen. I remember specifically listening to uh, your stupid ass on. Uh, uh, tape deck. I remember uh, that very specifically. Because for whatever reason, that last laugh at the end, and then the, that shit fucking scared me when I was a kid. You're but, stupid ass. <laughs> you wanted to hang out with these guys so bad, but you were also terrified. Like, oh, yeah. Because like, no, they I might also, kill you. I want to tell you, your stupid ass was amazing, and... A thousand percent. Again, one of these things that just becomes ubiquitous with the culture. Oh, yeah, dude. Your mama drank one. Or yeah, your boy Lou drank one. Your mama drank another one. And another one was Arctic Sun flavored. So you threw it away because it tastes like shit. Well, which you, is untrue because Arctic my, Sun flavor is great. My favorite is you just bust out a, maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. <laughs> no, I know. That's fucking... <laughs> How many rich fucking rich mural, dude? You might have done a lot in your career, but that's what I'll remember you for. I got it. No, but because I'm a lander, it's uh, so good. No, I know. It's and that was another one of these things where I also realized this. I can't remember if it was Beverly Kills or if it was Tunnel or uh, Terror Wheel, but that sound or no, it was. It was Terror Wheel. Or no, I'm, I apologize. It was Tunnel of Love and it was Mental War. 
that sound that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Do you ever think about the fact of like these are all these sounds that again they have become like just the soundtrack to our life. It's just things that we know this song and evoke certain emotions when we hear it. Like, you ever really think about the fact that somebody had to go into a studio and do that? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, I will never forget this shit as long as I live. I'm sitting in the fucking Lotus Pod, and Jay is working the boards on. Well, technically, Doctor Punch is working the boards, but. So I'm sitting there looking at the fucking uh, racks and I see a little, I think it was a DAT tape, D-A-T? Yeah. I think that's what these were. They were small cassettes. I'm pretty sure that's what those were. But it was it just was written in pencil, I think, it just said Riddlebox OG Sessions. And I'm like, that's crazy. If I had a fucking camera, because cell phone cameras weren't really a thing back then, and I'm like... This is one of these things. I ain't never been that guy. It didn't even cross my mind to bring a camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, what, yeah, am you're... I going to tell Jay, yeah, let's get a fucking picture together? Like... Well, you're 19, you know? Yeah. No, that whole situation was still so fucking... Bro, I remember when I walked... They walked uh, walk me upstairs, and I got to meet Alex in the office that eventually Billy would occupy. And... Excuse me. I remember walking back and looking into the boardroom... I, I don't know if you can imagine, it's like, it, the idea of just like, like the mafia just said, it's like, like literally I just looked in that room like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, I'm going to go downstairs. <laughs> like, no, for real, like just, do you remember a while ago? I no, don't know. I know. It was, just the, the gravity, I know. <clears throat> the first, I don't know if it was JD the weed man or not. Do you remember the guy who had a spiral haircut? I think that was JD. That was, Wasn't okay. That, like, Minoxide's brother or cousin of That's sort? actually interesting, because they were definitely still down with Twisted back then, so it very well may I have I thought been. he was the, the weed plug who was... Oh, well, I, number one, I wouldn't doubt and that. And I don't know, honestly. But uh, I do remember the character, yeah. But no, I just, I remember there being that guy with the, the spiral haircut, but... And here's the funny thing. To everybody's credit, they were all extremely courteous and friendly. So there is that. But... It just again looking in that room and then just seeing all these dudes looking out at you like what? <laughs> like who the fuck I just and it's a funny thing too because I really can when I think about it I get why it's at least at the time he wouldn't have really been interested in wanting to work with somebody and mainly because he wouldn't really want to hang out with somebody at that point I'm nine, again I'm 19 years old I don't fucking know nothing about the world and it's kind of like he came from this different world and lives this kind of life. And there are 19-year-olds who have seen that world and understand that shit. And I was still kind of a spectator at that point. I hadn't really been through it. I hadn't really seen the abyss yet. Yeah. Fucking, these guys go swimming in that shit at this point. Mm -hmm. But it's like... There is one thing. I may have mentioned this, and I may have said this on a podcast before, but I... I remember once on a Bagel Lovers interview that Jay said when Wizard of the Hood was coming out, I'm pretty sure, or maybe some new shit, whatever it was, they would be, there were rules when they would bring people on the bus and say you can listen to it. And Jay wrote this whole post about how, like, if you're going to come in, like, you have no idea how upsetting it is to listen to, like, be playing this song that we put our fucking heart and soul into and then have somebody be like, so when are y'all coming to town again? Because you're obviously not interested. You're not paying attention. Yeah. And 
as an artist who has tried to play songs for people and then have that happen, I fucking... Yeah, it's the I worst. I get it, and this is the thing, is that he played Murder Cloak for me in his car. Holy and it was shit. before it came out. And I didn't know it was Murder Cloak until it came out, but fucking... What a great song, oh, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. It was the Bloody Kotex line was the one that always, the one that I remembered. Yeah. That, that was the song that he played oh me. Oh my God. Oh my, but this is, no, dude, that song is so dope. But this is the point, I can't remember exactly what happened, but at some point I started talking. And oh, I really, yeah, you and I, dumb yeah, no, I know, and I really, bro, you have to understand, I did so many things wrong. Did, did it, that whole did time. everything wrong. Yeah, but you want to know what? Here's the other part. As far as I'm concerned, I did it right because I ended up here where I'm at, and none of that would have happened if I, if I ended up out no, there. No, I get you. But objectively, oh yeah, all no. wrong. Oh look, fair uh, enough. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, because you just said it right there, talking over somebody's shit, man. That like, I can't. Even, and that's the funny thing, because I can't even remember what happened. Where I like. I hate that. That is literally one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, yeah. I don't even show people shit usually because yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Like, See, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, no, true indeed. You're absolutely right. And that's you know, what I'm like, saying is that, again, I was 19. I had barely made any songs by that point. Here's another thing, by the way. Yeah, and you're also insane. So you were probably talking a mile, million miles. Uh, I wasn't as bad. You were probably holding back. it down. So I was, bad. No, I was. Interesting story. I wasn't as bad back then. And. Come on, you have to figure at the very least, because yeah, I know how I am, fine, but let's just assume for a second, me being 19 years old, having been a juggalo since I was fucking 13, yeah, yeah, you're and then I'm sitting in Violent J's house. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. Now, I'm not, you, you talk. And you want to know what? I will also say that at the time, again, being 19 years old was really not my advantage, because... To be able to forge that kind of professional bond with somebody, they have to know that you're solid. Yeah. And I was still, my brain is literally still developing. Yeah. Like, that's part of the reason why I'm still doing this shit to this day. Yeah, you were a kid, and he, was, and he probably realized real quick. Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's like, uh, well, sometimes being able to just rap ain't fucking enough. But, no, I know, that's, I was, I was trying to get to a point <laughs> so that I could transition it. We've already had yeah. I know it's not, but that's who I want it to be. After they squashed the beef. <laughs> you came to my birthday. <laughs> we cried when our mom said we had to go home. But we're not talking about that. We're going to get to the second deck eventually. In any case, I, it's really funny, too, because so much shit from these albums ended up being... I mean, come on. Woo, woo. Came yeah. from the fucking tunnel of love. Like, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> stomp, baby. St- uh, stomp, stomp, stomp. It is kind of funny how the song is like... It's about fire and then stomping the flames out. Yeah. It's like... It's one of the things I love about ICP is they do things that are just like... They don't seem obvious at all. Like, you can stomp a flame out. It's just not necessarily what you would think of for, like, making a song. I, like, I don't know. I, I, a quarter. I'll buy a quarter worth of gas. <laughs> that was actually worth a lot That's more back in the say, 90s. Nowadays, that'd be 90, like, the, back in the 90s, be... that was like a quarter fucking gallon something. That would be enough to actually put into a fucking bottle. <laughs> now a quarter, be, it would literally like, fucking you'd, squirt. You'd, you'd... <laughs> <laughs> That's done. It's a quarter worth of gas, buddy. You can't even light my hand on fire. <laughs> Shit. You want to know one thing that also came from Tunnel of Love that stuck around forever is ICP using obscure pornography as their uh, soundtrack. 
Oh, like, so what the good. fuck was cotton candy from? I want to see know, what when, that is when I, was I want to see it. You know how when you're a kid, you make ridiculous connections? Because you got to remember, I was 10 when I listened to this tape. And uh, also, ICP was in my brain, like the rest of us all. Thoughts I mean, uh, I mean, in uh, your head of a clown. Uh, what, not ICP, uh, South Park. Oh, And well. for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, because they had worked with uh, the Jerky Boys, so they had just started to, because I think Jekyll Brothers, it might have been a little bit after, because, uh, like, they had worked with the Jerky Boys, in any case. I was going to say, the Jerky Boys was definitely... That's Jekyll didn't... Brothers. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So right. that's many years later. Uh, so, I just remember thinking, listening to um, uh, Tom Love, that it was uh, Mr. Garrison, as a little kid. When he's like, when he's like, he's like, doesn't it kind of sound like Mr. Garrison a little bit? I mean, I suppose. Wait, which voice are we talking about? When he's like, uh, Marge, now you lick her pussy. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, you have, you you have the money. You get it and hold it for Miss for. Well, I kiss her pussy. Yes, like. That for some reason when I was a little kid I was like I thought South Park was like ah, Okay, I see what you're saying. And I was like I really thought that that no, was No, I'm sorry. Like the best Trey one Parker. is No, the best one is on fucking Super Bowls. Um sex lessons. He <laughs> 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 said no, I didn't know what he say. I uh um, No, I only come out at night. <laughs> Play music of, of the night. night. Uh listen to me. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, oh man, why are you guys in the goddamn yellow pages? Oh, oh fucking, it's the weekly. The, no, no, it was the, it was the, no, it was the weekly. It's like goddamn weekly. In parentheses, no gig. Scary. Scary. That's, that's what, what I, I am. am. Scary. So Such good. fucking. That is literally, and again, I'm gonna maintain this until the end of time, unless I eventually meet Jay and he tells me that this isn't true. Is that. I'm willing to bet that they spent a lot of time in record shops and that they spent a lot of time in the places where you would typically buy or see movies, music, entertainment, comedy. Also, the man Mikey Clock, because you gotta... gotta... Well, but so this was was something that we talked about uh, in one of the last episodes where I said, do you think that it was more Mike digging in the crates so to speak, because he was more that guy, he was an engineer, or that ICP was bringing that to the table like more it was, so. And it, it was, was a collaboration, It was a collaboration, because... Where do you think the, t- the scales tipped? That's the question. The scales tipped in after Jekyll Brothers, because they started working with Mike P, and Mike P is more like the... How my, how, my, how sample-driven is Mike P's work, really? You, I, you know, know what? I gotta tell you, I would have to listen to it under that lens, because I know, really. his, I know his work more or less, but... It's good, but it's not, it's not like... There's no samples in his work. No, not, not really, not like Mike Clark. Okay, Mike well, so Clark then, you, like, no, then, then, well, then I agree, because I think he that... He built songs from loops, you know what I mean? Like, right. and also was programming instruments, playing live instruments, that's what was made it such a unique sound, and then, like, you know, the drop-off is kind of bizarre, bizarre in a lot of ways, a lot of people would pinpoint it, because there's sampling there, but, like, not as, not as... Inherent as uh, up to that point, and then after that, then you, then you move into like Lotus and you know the more modern era, and like they don't really, from what I'm thinking off the top of my head, there's not really 
there's like a, a, a you know where it, there is some good samples though is on um there are uh, great samples on lotus by the way but please continue uh well no but i mean like the the porn era like oh it, okay well that was mostly bizarre yeah bizarre had some of that stuff which yeah was, you're right like cherry pie oh, and yeah. shit. which yeah, was great they, yeah but then they also boing boing they did that with the second deck so again, that's like they were trying to go back to their roots. That's you know? Mike. Oh well, then, yeah. Okay. That's Fair when he enough. came back oh, into yeah. the fold. No, true. You know what I'm saying? Very, no, very true. Yeah. I, you want to know what? He that... came back into the fold really in like Tempest is when he started like fucking. It was only a brief era where he like. I think you might be right. Yeah, that was the first. And you want to know stage. what? Not for nothing, but I think that that actually kind of settled because most of that shit really only came around when Mike was around. When you think about it. What? A lot of those samples. And oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Because he's kind of a freak and into that, like, 70s shit. There was a... the On the stream, they talked about what record they sampled a lot in the 90s. And it, I think it was Gong is the name of the group. They've definitely talked about it. I'm just not familiar, intimately familiar with the information. But it's definitely... These albums definitely established a lot of the motifs that would permeate or, you know, through the career, more or less, like, the, uh, the, even if not just porn samples, they always had crazy samples in their shit. Always. Yeah, you're not lying, yeah. And, and that was one of the great things about it, was trying to think of, because again, back in the time before the fucking internet existed, you couldn't just search these things and be like, oh, I wonder what this came from. Excuse me, I wonder what this was. And I... Not that good. was such a cool fucking thing. Like, think about it. Does this not stagger the imagination? No builder on earth could conceive any structure to compare to the mansions above. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's probably it's probably also a lot of VHS. Uh, oh yeah. Digging. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, see, like, that's what I'm saying. Back at the you know RST man, the video stores and the nah, fucking RST. record stores and shit. Well, this is what I'm saying is that I think that the kinds of people that hung out in record stores. That's the kind of shit I like when I make an album. Like, if you lit. When you listen to the samples, you fantastic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The samples I got. Oh no, you have fantastic knows, samples. Nobody bro, knows them. I usually like one of my favorites. Wasn't one of them like a fucking really long Albert Hoffman? Uh, oh or no, that that one was. That's a crazy one. That one is um, Terrence, one? Ma- Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna. Okay, Same, all right. Uh, right, right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Field, you know. Oh, yeah. But that in particular, that fucking interview was done in like '94 or '95 through a primitive Zoom call where Terrence McKenna was in the jungle, like, doing mushrooms <laughs> on the run from all the authorities. Yeah, sounds about and, right. And um, uh, talking to Art Bell. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was, like, this AM radio host who was, like, born as... He's the initial, like, conspiracy guy. He used to have a, uh, a radio, an right, AM right. radio what, show. Right, right. What, are you talking about Coast to Coast? Yes, Coast okay, to Coast. Yeah, no, yes, Coast to Coast AM, yeah. So... That's the thing about, and this is why I love conspiracy, because, like, Terrence McKenna is exalted as, like, one of the founders of, like, forefathers of psychedelic research. Very smart man. But he was doing interviews on Coast to Coast. You know what I'm saying? Coast to Coast would also, the next night, be talking about, like, you I know, mean, Bigfoot fucking Elvis or whatever. I, I was going to say. But the, uh, Art yeah. Bell would talk in the same diction, no matter who he right. talked to. Right, And that's right, what right. was awesome. Like, oh, so you had sex with Bigfoot. Or, or you know, like, you know. <laughs> no, like, I see what you're saying. Like, it's actually it, funny. The evolved version of that is Joe Rogan having Alex Jones on his podcast. Yo, I love the Alex Jones episodes. I actually, amazing. wow, I need to listen to those. Yeah, they're very long, and there's a couple that I'll I'll tell you, you know, that... Has he gone on since after the lawsuit? 
Uh, no. No, he hasn't. Yeah, I imagine he's Joe's probably. Just his, himself. Yeah, a little bit. Well, because I've heard him talk about him, and it's like, it makes me sad, because I used to follow Alex Jones super If you heavy. watch the long-form interviews, there's this one uh, interview that I think at the time I was trying to tell you to watch it. Because you, Because you were, like, on the opposite end of things, and I was like, nah, you gotta really watch it, but, like, I'll send it to you. But it's this really famous one where he says, you know, Joe, I'm retarded. And then, like, it's like, oh, Luke, it's one of the biggest, because he's, he's like, he hits a wall, he hits a he hits a wall with Joe. He's like, you know what, dude, like, you know, like, and hear that Alex Jones' voice, he's like, you know what, Joe, I'm retarded. I'm kind of a little bit retarded. And, like, and then he's, he's mad honest. He cries at a certain point. I believe it. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, he's might very be, honest. You he know, obviously like, takes the shit very seriously. And, and you know, like, there's just, here's the thing about Alex Jones, because every time we talk, we got to talk about Alex Jones. These motherfuckers no, who I have know, to right? listen to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> no, wait, just listen. Past we made Alex. It five, no, we made it five episodes before we discussed Alex Jones. So that's good. We, we, we had a good run, but now this is just part of what happens sometimes. In any case, uh, listen. no, listen, bro, I got to tell you, it's funny because I know with the conversation that we had with Scribble about it, yeah. that it got real heavy. My thing was that when it comes to Newtown, we're talking about kids getting shot with a fucking assault rifle, and I'm touchy about that. Right. Well, yeah, just, like, the, in- but what, one of the things Joe Rogan has said, and if this is true, at the very least, it lends credence to why he would have done something so fucking stupid, but... During the Sandy Hook shit, apparently he had a psychotic break. Yeah. And if that's true, because that happens, especially, really think about it, and this is kind of sad, if you honestly did, like, let's just say, like, you're not a schizophrenic, you don't have a history of it, you don't use drugs, and then you see something crazy, like somebody turn into a fucking alien, and then, like, you know for a fact that the world is fucked, and, like, you know, and nobody believes you, you'd probably be pretty fucking crazy about it. Yeah. But, at the same time, I think that with him... I would feel differently if he wasn't making so much money. Yeah, so. that's why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... You can make money and do some shit like that, but there's a difference between making money and making money. There was he this, got sued for like a billion dollars, didn't there's he? There's this documentary called I Hate It Here that I watched that was really awesome, and it was about how these, you know, the QAnon and, and movement ended up at January 6th. But it did it oh, in yeah. such a more... It, it was produced by um, um, Eric... Uh, I, I always say his name wrong. Tim and Eric. Uh, they, they produced it. Um, Tim Heidecker? Heidecker. Tim Heidecker, yeah. Uh, he produced it, and uh, at the end of the day, it really showed that the Proud Boys and Alex Jones together were really inciting a lot of violence, man. And, like, I'm not, you know... Here's the thing. I really, truly do believe in the First Amendment, and I write every day of my life, so I really do believe in people having that power oh, that ability. Percent, nothing that we do could exist without the First Amendment. But when you can't go out there and encourage people to do literal violence... No, for sure. And then, and then be like, no, I didn't do... You know what I mean? Like, you either got to... 
that oh, yeah, no, keep that same energy. Exactly, but you don't when it comes down to the lawsuits and then everybody has a mental breakdown and is it true, is it not? I don't know, but he can, you can tell by talking to well, him. one way or another, he fucked up. That's kind of the he problem. He fucked up, yeah. He if should. you accidentally hit somebody with your car, it doesn't matter why, they still got hit. Yeah, and his, you can also redeem yourself, and he could have, yeah. but instead, instead of like peeling back and being like, you know what, maybe I was wrong about Sandy Hook shit or whatever. Instead, yeah. he teams up with Proud Boys and he's in the streets chanting 1776, 1776 at all these different ra- Trump rallies. You know what I mean? Come on, dude. No, that is, well, it sucks because Easy. one of the things that Alex Jones has always said is the answer to 1984 is 1776. No, and that's what, he, they, here's the thing. If you were really going to do it, then like, do it, but it's just to make money. No, I plot twist. It's always to make money. Of course. And then everything you know, bro, like I gotta tell you, that's the funny thing. I mean, again, but he did expose some things along the way. And know, it's that's, that's for sure. No, well, look, that's there's truth to that, but it's also like that kind of shit has always kind of been out there in a way, because I mean, again, circling back to uh, you know, ICP. Thank God. Ah, uh, yeah, really. <laughs> I was waiting. Like, yeah, I was just saying, let's stop talking about Alex Jones. We need fuck? to get back to the fucking soda clown how, cult. How the fuck can we get to the soda clown cult gang? Oh, um, yeah, but back. no. So, seventeen dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, threw me in the like. I can't remember. Fed me dog shit. Well, I'm out now. So, motherfucker, watch it. Yeah. Like, so much of this shit. Conspiratorial. Conspiratorial. Uh, they were box. always yeah. talking about how the the system ain't got no love for you. And it's like, there's always been so much bullshit in this country, especially in the 80s and 90s, as far as drugs were concerned. It like, it really hit a critical mass. Because now drugs are just like literally, actually, I take it back. I think that things really started to blossom then, but they're actually coming closer to the critical mass now because so many more drugs are legal. But... That's also kind of a good thing with, like... I gotta tell you, I really do believe that juggalo cultures tie to psychedelic drugs and just drug use in general absolutely has a lot to do with their staying power. Because when you have a band that you are, like... Not, like, supposed to do drugs while you listen to them, but it, like really really helps well you know what's interesting is that if people aren't doing drugs listening to it they're kind of actively creating back to culture for other people on drugs to enjoy yeah i've watched that so much the cycle you know what i mean like because a lot of talented artists like in these different on clubs like dead canvas or you know uh i I don't uh, I don't know any single other one off the top of my head, you know, but like artists, juggalo artist collectives, they're not all on acid, you know what I mean? A lot of them, yes, but like some of them don't do drugs at all and they're creating this great art and it's psychedelic and it's funny because back to Rogan, because that's the other thing we talk about second, most yeah. second to Alex Jones, <laughs> is uh, this is actually the uh, the uh, partner podcast of Joe Rogan. <laughs> the Joe Rogan yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, the, uh, one thing I had, uh, what were we just talking about, man? I lost it. Yeah, Joe Rogan snatched it away from you. We were talking about psychedelics. Yeah. Psychedelics and how psychedelic people that 
listen to psychedelic music, take psychedelic drugs, and then make psychedelic music. Oh, yeah, and I was listening to the Roger Waters episode, and, uh, you know, Pink Floyd, arguably one of the greatest psychedelic rock bands of all time, and uh, they barely smoked weed when they were making that shit, and we always, like, look at them like, they were the acid to go, like, Sid Barrett took took some acid and had schizophrenia, you know, and everyone on this will probably eat me alive, I'm not, like, a classic rock historian, but from what I know, that's, you know, what he, what happened to him. Right. But as far as the band making, like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon and, you know, all of the seminal, crazy, great psychedelic albums, they weren't, like, in the studio all fucked up. You know what I mean? So and that's you, the funny thing, because I don't think ICP was in the studio all fucked up. Not either. at all. And, 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 I think that maybe occasionally, if they thought that it was going to serve the song, but I, I other than Drunk, maybe, I, I, Shaggy only, used to I think a lot. only Shaggy a few times, and I think they've said quite the opposite, and artists that have worked with them have said the opposite, that they're very professional. Right. They probably feel it out where if they're working with like 3 6 on like the Killjoy album. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're probably oh, God, I bet those blunts, fucking you know? sessions were nuts. Yeah, they're probably smoking and drinking a little bit you know but like when they work on their albums it's like no they record four albums at once and treat it like a fucking day job you know what i mean like they're in there early you know even at the height of their drug use if you can tell they've had this ethic and they did this thing if you remember during the death pop where they had a camera up it was like a live feed of them in the studio and there was no sound and it was in black and white and you could watch them like make death pop was the shit man you know what I mean? I really, don't remember that specifically, it was really but cool how they I did. do remember that Death Pop was this album where they really just the amount of extra content. They was put like, everything into that album, and I watched some of it because you know who curated it. Shout out to Beastmaster TJ. He was the only one really following it because he's like the ultimate curator of oh, yeah. culture around here, and uh, he was trying to get song lyrics out of like their fucking um, lip movements because oh, wow. there was no sound you know what I mean and that was so cool you know because they they were turning the corner because they were it, with the first card the last thing you would ever see is them in the studio it was the complete opposite now they're like see us in the studio making the album and I feel like a lot of people because you know when Death Pop was made like you know that was my first marriage and fucking everyone was really I don't think anybody appreciated like what was happening with that album at the time you know what I mean I you know I did I I guess people our age I guess didn't appreciate you know that and we're not here to talk about the second deck but uh, <laughs> well not yet yeah. my thing is I really I'm like champing at the bit to get to that yeah. though just cause I as an OG I, you have always been able to see it, and so you were able to appreciate it in the ways where it kind of took you some time to get there, but the second deck is e- absolutely equally as good as the first, and I know I did, I, so many OGs don't feel that way, and they're like, no, new shit is whack, and I'm so fucking tired of that because I'm like, really, how many times have you actually listened to it, and have you, did you go in trying to like it, or did you go in like, oh, let's see if this is any good? That's just what people do when they get older with things they like. I mean, you that know, is true, even, but even you, class, you should be objective about even it. Even classic like, rockheads, you know, like, I'm sure they didn't like... Hardcore fans are the worst. I'm sure, you know, Rolling Stones fans didn't like Bridges to Babylon in the 90s, you know, because they're comparing it to, like, Sticky Fingers or 
whatever. There's always a fucking, you know, like. Album. Well, but it's because people just want to feel how they felt. Exactly. Yeah. It's so. not about the music. It's about how they want to feel. And it sounds completely different because guess what? These guys are 50 years old, so they. Jay they, is 51 as of that fucking video. Yeah. So guess what, man? They feel different things. They sound different. They, it's gonna be different. And I'm there because these guys still hold the same sentiment. Know what I mean? Like Jay can still rap his ass off at fucking fifty-one years old. And creatively as shit. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. the uh like Scatterbrain Pot 2. That no bro, that whole album was like it wasn't like his most lyrical shit, but it was some of his most personal work he's ever fucking done. And it Scatterbrain was the most visual on the album, probably. No, nah, there's a couple Tracy's other ones. Brother's other brother. Yeah. Oh! The way he says it too. Yeah, I know, I right? Hang with gangsters. And it's funny. It reminds like, me of Boyle. Such... So, Violent J is Boyle. I yeah. Think. Oh no. Yeah. We've already established this. You take a picture of fucking Boyle now, and Jay without his paint on when he was fucking 21. Yeah. Oh, or even better yet, Boyle at 21. And he, oh yeah. No. They, as far as I'm concerned, Boyle was cloned. But like from when, Violent J. When Boyle is at his most rabid. Like. He reminds me of Jay so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snuggles up with gangsters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, everything that matters is in tatters, and it's goddamn strange. And I love... I feel listening to that album fucking hurt, man. Like, yeah. you can just, like... How... It, it really... It's why I have so much respect for him, man. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna... My soul is bleeding, but here, I'm gonna bleed it all over this canvas and paint it into something for you. Yeah. It's not my best, but this is... Here you go. It's the only way to he... You know, that's how to make a dollar, too. That's his job. And in a time... See, that's true, but... With such an overhead, too, because these guys, you know, like... I, my thing I is see, that... The, I, I wish you watched the ICP Network shit, because that was such... Because that was when they were selling the fucking warehouse... You know what I mean? Wow, so it was really true. such a insight of like the status quo of what is really happening and how much money it takes to keep this going. You know, it's and actually funny like, you say that. Hey, <laughs> because you know, I actually like, thought about this because I bet they probably don't have like because they do all their merch outsourcing. Yeah, and they 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 uh, that wasn't like a prop. It's not bad merch, by the way. Like I had that bizarre hat that I have. That's a good one. But I don't think they were like, I think they took a lot of pride in doing their own merch and shit. And that's oh, yeah. like not like something that they necessarily wanted to do or is like necessarily the most profitable for them. And that's why, you know, everybody goes conspiratorial with how they split up albums and solo tours and shit. And it's like, nah, you gotta look like this. I they're, think they're just fucking getting ready. I, yeah, you know. And Jay is in much better shape than he was last year. Yeah. Ugh. I just think that like, you know. At least he seems to be. They might, I don't know what, what, what it is. You know, the way how I've rationalized it is that they, the interest isn't there as much as them doing group shows, like for long tours, so they could like go with like a lower overhead splitting up the tours and you don't have to have like the lighting. Yeah, no, the lighting, the Fago, the that's crew. A fucking, yo, yeah. every night that's oh, thousands yeah. and thousands and that's cutting into your overhead. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's not the 90s. Yeah, funny story, though, I will say, know. from all the pictures I saw of the Three-Headed Monster Tour, um, solid fucking attendance. Like, a good amount of people came out. No, I believe it. And, the, dude, in the Shaggy uh, 
Show. Oh, I can't wait. That's coming out the fucking mash. Yeah. It's going to be in fucking, uh, obviously, the we're playing Worcester. Bitch. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be, that's going to be a solid up I there, think so. that's where I'm going to drop flyers for my project. Okay. All right. With a link to the website. That's not a bad idea. If it's time and it's ready. Yeah, no, we will, uh, we will definitely discuss that one, uh, more as the time goes by, but for now, we're, uh, keeping that on the hush. But, yeah, yeah, so, I don't know, man, my, uh, out of all three, uh, No, Tunnel, I know, Tunnel of Love Tunnel is, Tunnel of Love the, is, uh, probably the win I did. I got, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't know. I, I, or, at the very least, well, winner or not, because I don't know it's, who we It's what holds it, my heart I agree. the first ICP I, tape that I bought, you know what I mean, like. I'm pretty sure I had Tunnel of Love first before I got Terror Wheel. I, and I'm not certain about that, but I do know that Schizophrenic I used for a project in high school because <laughs> I read The Shining. Nice. So, you know, it's a decent correlation. I remember having to turn it down and I'm going to give his ass something, mother... Uh, so good. Uh, trouble. But, so, yeah, like, I, I really do love the, uh, the fact that these albums created stuff that because it's one of the awesome things about ICP is they reference the shit they've talked about before over like all throughout like they've talked I can't reference the live specifically but they've talked about the smog in other songs yeah they've talked about fucking Super Bowls we should talk about a couple alt takes oh and by the way Super Bowls that is definitely if if we're gonna be really really honest about the juggalo culture about what it actually is Super Bowls that became the abiding belief for most Juggalo dudes. I will fuck whoever. Yes. Let me tell you something. I went to a mini gathering once before a fucking Twisted Show that was sold out that I couldn't get into in Denver. And there was a Primo's. It was like a, used to be a gas station and it turned into like a fucking, um, they turned it into a, like a promo shop or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. It was a cool place. A lot of people would hang out there. Juggalo spot. And I remember after this mini gathering, I walk across the street, and there are two dudes getting ready to fuck this chick nah. down next to the opening to a drainage dish down off the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, no, that was some shit. And, uh, I mean, then again, that's a, this is my point, though, is that that for sure, so many of the things from these EPs shit Yo, that, that just became synonymous with Juggalo culture. And uh, my kind of bitch, dude. It's so funny. That dude. song is great. It's so oh my fucking God. funny, dilly, kid. Dilly, dilly. <laughs> my kind of bitch. And it's she, she <laughs> hey, says, better, better, hey, better, better. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I love you. <laughs> oh my God. I scoop that loop and, and I, I fold the, the flop, flop and, and I fuck that pile of shit. shit. My kind of bitch. That's such oh, a good, yeah. that's like, again, they are multis. Fuck that pile of shit, my kind of bitch. Yeah. That, like, nobody wants to give them fucking way, credit. Shaggy is such a fucking dope lyricist. And how bro. whimsical they've always been. I scoop that loop and fold the flop. I <laughs> <laughs> fold the flop. No, and bro. if you fucked a flop, then oh you know my. exactly and know you know about no. scooping a loop. <laughs> oh my good! Fucking have a whoop whoop and scoot a loop, scoop a loop and <laughs> comment scoops. in the comment in the section, bitch. Two loops. Oh my god. Oh no, I'm trying to. Yeah, th- comment two loops if you ever had to scoop a loop and fold a flop. 
No, I'm trying to think of what the other, there were so many good, and I know I, I threw the hay batter batter out there, but my kind of bitch wait till I sleep and then go and fuck my friends. That's my kind of bitch, huh? Shit. Can't imagine. How could, how could you not love this group? No, and it's I'm like, like <laughs> and, you know, most people, when you show them, finally, they're like, Oh, no, what, no the shit. best part? No, listen. This is hilarious. The, the best one oh. was, uh, it's like, what do you say? It's like, my kind of bitch is a little loopy and her ass might droop a bit. <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> Every time I break her back and give my homie ends. What's up, dog? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I can't take it. Oh, no, it's, I gotta tell you, this is the, this is literally, and it's hilarious because this is why there is such a thin line between insanity and genius. Because it's what the fuck is profound about scooping the loop and folding the plot? But they still did this shit in a way where it's like, on one hand, there's this deep, amazing shit. And then on the other hand, I fucking folding, folding flops, I'm bitch. Folding, scooping loops and folding flops, like folding flops. Bitch. I mean, listen, I'm gonna, I cannot front. I love me a larger lady. I, I cannot. I've seen front. you fold a flop. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> flop folder extraordinaire. Please believe. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. oh. I crashed through the wild. Oh. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, I, th- yeah I think I think that last. Thank God. I think that now with the clan. I think that fuck, fuck, bitches. Charge them out of town, yeah. bro. That and that's. I love that Lex Diamond stuck around for like the rest of it because he has such a fucking distinct voice. Oh yeah, he's. He honestly should be in voiceover uh, acting because he's so funny, man. Like that's actually why the that's weird. It's I wonder weird why he's, he's not. not. Yeah, I don't know. Probably just because he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't want to. You have that's, to think. Yeah. We can't be the first people to fucking think of this. No, that's true. And if, if hey, maybe we should hit him up and be like, hey, man. Yeah, <laughs> you want to know what? I actually I keep forgetting to do this, but I'm gonna uh, you know when we're done. Um, I need Justin to. Uh, well, no, I wanted to, no, and I do want to. I like. I talked to him and I feel bad because he was down to let me like basically he like he was interested in me being involved, but I have been so caught up with other shit that I haven't been able to dedicate time to actually writing dialogue. But I do kind of want to. I you know what? I thank you for reminding me honestly because I need to hit him up and be like because the thing is, I really do want to be involved in it, but it's also. He's literally the way that he opened it up. Like, I guarantee he has no shortage of people. No, so, yeah, and that's what that's I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to insult him by not being like able to commit. Exactly. And that's why a couple people tagged me, and I have no, true I No, I, I, I was one of them. I'm sure. Yeah, and I love that, but like, I just don't. With all the shit I'm doing, there's no way. Right. Like, no, I probably tagged you know. Aaron too. I tagged my homie Pocky, who I don't know if he ever listened to. Uh, the weird die young skits that we had he's been on a few of them 
I mean, I've listened to a lot of that stuff in passing, but it's been such a long time. He was on a few of our albums, and he has this distinct voice where he talks like this. <laughs> he's just got—he's he's good at voice uh, voiceovers, so I hit him up. But in any case, I think the laughing bit just solidified Tunnel of Love as the winner. Oh yeah, no, a thousand percent. I yeah. think you're right. I and no, because you want to know what my kind of bitch is the kind of song that. You want to know what it actually made me think of? I don't know if I listened to it first, but it, it made me think of Bizarre Bizarre. If I was a chair, I'd be like, <laughs> sit here. <laughs> if I was Kid Rock, I'd cut my feathered wolf head. Uh, like, no, that whole album, I mean, not that whole album, but that whole song of just like, if I was, fucking, in if the I was a light switch, I'd be uh, like, flick me. <laughs> if I was a London cop car, I'd be like, doo doo doo. Bro, that shit blew his mind. Yo, some... He talked about that a lot. Some, uh... A lot of people I knew fell off with that album. Bizarre? Bizarre. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it was a kind of a, a... Not a hickish town, but, you know, Plymouth. Oh, eh, well, Plymouth is just Plymouth. Yeah, Plymouth but... is Plymouth. So they were like... And I love Man and Men and all my Plymouth homies, but, you know, it, it is a particular area and uh there was a time where like icp wasn't cool because and well, i think what it was is sonically very different All of a oh sudden, yeah bizarre. Oh, super and they had songs like that you know what i mean like and then they they went really like you know jay doing the moon glorious stuff and he says like i, love, I, love I fucking love so moon glorious too and he's, uh, when he goes, uh, what is this line in Fearless where he's talking about, like, greasing up his, his asshole and sitting on a flagpole? Sit on top of a flagpole. Yeah. Yep, and, uh, I thought that was hilarious, but a lot of people were homophobic and shit. So oh, bro, like, that right there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The amount and of that's shit. That's when I fell in love deeply. I was okay. like, yo, this is Bizarre Bizarre incredible. was, uh, man, I can't wait till we get towards those. Yeah. And can't wait to see what fucking tangents we go off on man. at that point. Like, I will say, and because I don't give a fuck, I know that we are, you know, like, doing the thing, but I like going through these things just because I like what I think of, like, I like what we've been coming up with and thinking about when we think of, you know, talk about these albums. Especially next is going to be Riddle Box, which means we get to talk about pigs popping out of pies. Yeah. And, uh, just... Let's save it. No, true indeed. Which, yeah, uh, this, uh, he came a little bit earlier. We're trying to not, like, go quite as long. I know we got a couple of two-hour episodes, and there's the other episodes. Yeah, like how long is this now? About an hour and a half. Yeah, this is good. So... Now, and, you know, again, if the conversation goes long, which sometimes they, it just happens that way. We don't plan it to be long. We just talk a lot. But I talk a lot. No. But I do, like, I again, these albums were very important to the overall culture. So I think that it's worthwhile to discuss them in themselves, which is also, by the way, why, and we can do this maybe for next week or two weeks from now because I'll be gathering next week. So I have lots to talk about when we get back. Uh-huh. But I want to do the Forgotten Freshness albums. Nice. Because fucking and... You want to do one of all of them? Because there's six Forgotten Freshness now. Uh, well, so I... Where did you leave off? Because a lot of people stopped at like four. I, I may have stopped. I'll have, four, to, well, yeah. I'll have to see what is on five and they're six. they're up to six, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. If I see on there that there are... 
uh, if on five and six that there are songs that I know that I'll be like, oh, I just haven't. Because there are a couple one. deep cuts, and I will put this out there for any jugs listening that have not heard the Chop Chop remix uh, that does not have Isham. Oh shit. That's a really upbeat version, and it's like, it's like, it's like. The chorus Those is like, beats were so good. The chorus is like funky jugglers. Heh, heh, Yo, it's super different. Oh, yeah, okay. that I found in the internet a long time ago. But you should look for that, the Chop Chop remix without Esham. Um, and chop, then Chop Slide. And then there's another uh, Bro, I saw a video. Oh, the the Swarm. If you ever heard the Swarm, that's the original cut of the fog. And it was talking about insects. Swarm is coming. So oh, I have heard that. So if any of you guys out there have not heard that, you guys want to go out on YouTube That's so and you want to look up, you want to look up, this, you want to look up the swarm. And I think because they were trying to make more of the political kind of statement with the fog, but the swarm. Smog, I think you mean. I, yeah, with the smog, but with the the swarm is clearly more terrifying. You oh know what I mean? God. Well, like, no, and just because the swarm. Is coming, and they had a buzzing oh sound. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so, like unsettling. That's like genuinely unsettling. So your homework out there, all you younger jugs and un, you know, uninitiated. That's what I was going for. Is uh, Chop Chop remix and the fucking swarm. Bro, speaking cut. of Chop Chops, there's a video on the internet. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is a girl doing the Chop Chop slide, and she has a knife in her hand, and she cuts herself. Chop- Right? Fucking so bad. Yeah, dude, I seen so that. So bad. Yeah. And my question is this: Was that girl a juggalo, or was she just a kid that saw it on TV? I think on she's TikTok? just a kid just trying to do the TikTok thing. Like that's so fucking. Isn't that funny? <laughs> not funny that a kid stabbed himself in the head necessarily, but the idea that juggalos are wont to do stupid shit like that. But then just young, dumb kids are want to do some shit, stupid shit like that. So we don't know which is... We don't know if that... I haven't looked into it. Yeah. I don't know if that kid is a juggalo or not. I just seen the clip and... You ever it, seen the video of the kid? They put it on like Tosh.0 a bunch with the kid with the fucking... With the, the, the pole. Like, people talk shit about the juggalos. Like, slamming the fucking pole against the... <laughs> it's, it's a shame, but like... It was, and I don't know, man. I, I, I will say this. Get him on. Yeah, I know. Get him right? on the pod. See that's that. See that right there is the reason why juggalos can't be a gang because if somebody like that is a juggalo and they're allowed to be a juggalo and they're obviously super down, then we, we can't have. That's looking bad. Dude. Yeah, really. We can't have you. This kid throws fucking forks up and forks down. He's gonna get stabbed in his face. It's gonna be a bad call. But anyhow, how about we call it Clown Cult Soda Gang podcast? Clown Cult Soda Gang. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah. And I really do think that if we get any actual listenership here, that after a little bit, we will we can open it up to them. So my votes are how many times? How many times in Clown, Clown Cult, Cult Soda Gang? Clown Cult Soda Gang. <laughs> And over the carnival grounds. The carnival grounds. Look, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Because I swear to God, this shit, 
this is what I get for being hyper fixated and busy and fucking trying to get things done all at once. Then I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. Uh, fuck it, let's do it. So why don't you? Yeah, and he didn't tell me. He, I just seen it on Facebook. Yeah, no. Well, again, I no. Listen, I did. I made. He's an like, hey, I made. Decision. I made an audible. Does it? And I'm like, what do you think? And then I'm like, well, but this is how I feel about the name. And then I, I'm tagged in something. Oh well, never mind. Actually, it's Carnival Grounds. So uh, anybody listening, let us know. Yeah, if the, if the Carnival Grounds is genuinely a fucking corny name, then all right, fine, I'll walk it back. No. But here's the other part: is that these things can become part of what we're talking about. Just like, cause you know, every good podcast has things to call back to. Right. Every good culture has. Things well, I've been to call saying back to. clown cult soda gang. Well, but so that's what now. I'm saying is that that's a thing, man. We gotta. I'm, it's I'm really, sorry, bro. It's a dirty, Listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I think, and you can, because I really do think I'm gonna be going this hard this this next week. Is I may at one time or another end up ragged down. I actually <laughs> might. I don't know, because I know that that is a that a hallowed state of mind. <laughs> but I may end up there. But. Careful, he might close out. Yeah, no, I know. That's the, that is that that is the get uh, too ragged out. Oh yeah, you get, you get you close all the way out, then you end up in the flop house. Yeah. Oh my God, Klaus party, bro. Remember when that fucking dude just slapped a knife on the fucking stage? Yeah. Klaus that was party some of the too. craziest that was, shit I have ever seen in that my was, life. That was Klaus party too. My I can't my remember. PJ's I think I was the on dog. the stage when that happened. Uh, yeah, probably. No. Well, no, because that was the one and only time no, OLC ever let me perform with them. You guys perform with them. Yeah, I did uh, Pinocchio with them. Didn't you do it at Guru Room before, too? I don't believe so. All right, well, take it up with them, buddy. I, well, uh, look, I'm, the, bro, I'm not hating at all. I was just saying that that was the only time that they let me perform with them. Which, again... In my mind, I always forget that it was mostly me and Dank and Wayne usually playing all together. But like, I, I miss thought, having Wayne at all the shows, man. Oh yeah, me too. That uh, night, Wayne saved the day. Are you kidding me? Oh, I know. Me? Oh, this, I remember, I, bro. We'll go, Wasn't this, his arm broken? This, this, this podcast will go on too long. I can't get down that. That's, like <laughs> a, that's a. That's a. Oh, that's Why, like. You want to know that's what? Like no, music, we'll have to... That's like a music story. You know what I mean? Well, no. Like, you want to know what? Fine. We will. We'll have to come on. We can't not fucking go into that now that we fucking talked about it. Not yeah. like right now. Obviously, yeah. I know you gotta go. One day we'll but, talk about knives and. You know, fucking out the Angry window. men with dreadlocks and fucking <laughs> cocaine selling Sound concert establishments. Slash, yeah, exactly. Angry bartenders and fucking convicts slash security guards. And then fucking there's all the uh, the dudes from uh, Crook Firm. That whole fucking. That's a shame because I love Walter, but that whole situation was not good. Yeah, I was just a naive man. I was yeah. just like, hey, everybody can hang out in their pajamas in the middle of the hood, right? That's fine. That's actually funny, because no. that place is right around the corner from here. I pass it all the time. Yeah. And it's like, it's not as bad as it was, but it is right in that area where it's like right around there. It's like, yeah. 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 That fucking KFC's good over there, though. Anyway, Rest now in peace, that we Max's Blues Cafe. Yeah, really. I wish that it was still around just because it was definitely one of the places to just go fucking wild at a show. But yeah, no, you want to know what? That's going to be one of these things by the way. Um 
one of these next episodes, I definitely think that we should talk about. I was thinking about it for this one, but then on the fly, I thought about the other EPs. Uh, definitely got to talk about just the underground scene that's come out of Juggalo shit. Well, you know who we need to get on the podcast? There's a few people. And there, are, these people can come to my house. So, you know, we can do that. Well, Wayne will have to do over, like... Well, yes, okay, We need enough. Wayne, dude. We need okay. Wayne. We need Boppo. We need... Boppo can fucking come here. We need Wayne. We need Boppo. And... Probably, if you want to talk music stories, some of the, like, Outland Camp and Bro, stuff you, like know, that, you know, come on, man. Yeah. You know I'm trying to, you, you already know where I'm at with all that, bro. Yeah. I'm, the, the, I've been fucking, I was, like, into OLC and promoting OLC in, like, an overt way for a long time. Like, please understand that the fact that underground sound is what this has all become is not something that I look at like, oh yeah, that's the shit, because now it's mine. I look at it like, I'm really lucky and privileged to do this. This is not the, the, the fucking logo and the, if hip-hop is dead, we are the zombies. Bro, like, I take this shit very, very seriously. And I am well acquainted with the fact that you, Dank, Jimmy, Waldo, Pat, Pringle, Porto are the ones that did that. And Johnny. Johnny. Johnny yeah, I, to, I was waiting for you to mess up. I know. And I'm not, and you want to know what? Well, it, it, to be fair, Johnny was also gone for a while. But nah, that's... Be nothing no. Without and that's, well, no, but that's my... I, first of all, I was being facetious. And every single other person but, that you said. Well, no, but this is my point, is that... Put it to you like this, man. OLC, they did a fucking reunion show. I was in the house. Yeah. And, I mean, I will also say, it does speak to... Uh, their magnetism for the fact that I'm pretty sure more than one person took a plane to see that show. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people came from California, Buzzy from North Carolina. Is that where you get? Because I thought that he was in Florida. Yeah. So, oh. uh, Joe came, and he's in Florida. Yep. Yeah, multiple states. Oh, yeah. But anyways. Yeah, no, guys, we're time. just going to fucking keep going. We think it's going to be a fucking hour and a half, and here yeah. we are at a minute 43. So, uh, two wiggity, wiggity, whoops. Because when I say stop, you say toot toot. <laughs> I was actually going to say two loops. Ah, uh, two loops. That we're scooping yes. and folding and flopping. Yes. Because that's how fucking juggalos get down. Bye.